We could say that meditation doesn't have a reason or doesn't have a purpose. In this respect, it's unlike almost all other things we do, except perhaps making music and dancing. When we make music, we don't do it in order to reach a certain point, such as the end of the composition. If that were the purpose of music, then obviously the fastest players would be the best. Also, when we are dancing, we are not aiming to arrive at a particular place on the floor as in a journey. When we dance, the journey itself is the point, and when we play music, the playing itself is the point. And exactly the same thing is true in meditation. Meditation is the discovery that the point of life is always arrived at and in the immediate moment. Alan Watts? Alan Watts. Alan yes. Watts. <laughs> Well, okay, so thank you for coming onto the podcast. Of course. Um, introduce yourself, you're Michael. Okay, real quick, I'd like to address myself. <laughs> Mike, I apologize for anything that you say that will make you cringe later while you're editing this. It's all good, don't worry about it. You got through fine, don't be nervous. I Just think See about the fact that you have a folder of cringe solely just of <laughs> shit I've said. Like, I do, but it's amazing because it's not my cringe. I know, right? but that's what I mean. At least you know that everybody cringes. Exactly. A lot of people don't yeah. know that, like you're, like you and I work together. Yes. You edit for me. Yeah. You help with all the Coast Dailies, all the podcasts. Little does anyone know that you're the one that edits all the podcasts that they hear. That might be my favorite part. Really? Yeah, because editing is invisible. Right. Right, and. I don't necessarily need to have any attention on me. I just like the creating aspect of it. Right. And it's also nice that when someone enjoys something that you've created, but you don't feel the need to take any kind of credit for it. So wait, do you enjoy, because I know that you're also a photographer, do yes. you enjoy the editing process or do you more so enjoy the creating? Uh, photography is a weird one because I really enjoy the edit, but it frustrates me because I don't think I'm good at it. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like anyone doesn't think they're good at their craft, right? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess if you're editing someone else's stuff, it's easier to, like, separate yourself from it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. One thing in particular, because I know you, and yeah. obviously, like, we've obviously built rapport prior to doing a podcast, but I know that you're really good at storytelling, and you've given me a lot of tips in terms of, like, creating my own content about storytelling. So, in terms of creating content or editing content or whatever it is, because our online world is so social media-based, do you feel like there's a hard balance between telling a story but also telling your truth and like staying authentic? Uh, I don't know how much of an unpopular opinion this might be. Okay. But I don't think storytelling has to be authentic. Oh, okay. Explain. I, th I think if you're telling a story, you can tell it however you want and you can make the story whatever you want. It's just right. a story. Right. right. And I think it's hard enough to know what's real a lot of the time, at least it is for me, maybe I'm crazy, No, but I agree. <laughs> it's just having fun with it for me. So I think if you really are looking for a way to express your own true self, mm -hmm. but also tell a story, just think about yourself. You know, right. you don't need to take too much influence from elsewhere, but it is a hard balance sometimes. So what's your favorite part about being on like the content side of things? Because that's main, that's mainly what you do, right? Yeah. Uh, the editing is my favorite part. I just think that it's a really cool concept, it being an invisible art. Obviously the creative aspect of it, if you're looking at it in terms of a job, you mm -hmm. know, like being able to create something for a job, nothing against like, for example, accountants, but I could not do that. Right. You know what I mean? So just the opportunity to be able to 
to be creative, whatever I'm doing, if I can add creativity into it, that's my favorite part. Okay. So what's your favorite stuff to like edit or like create? Is there a genre? Is that's there a, a style? Question. Is it like, do you prefer photography? Do you prefer videography, audio? Mm. Okay. So right now, photography is the one that I've been doing the most. Right. And I don't know if that's because I'm starting to like it more than everything else, or if it's just because it's the easiest one to do. Right. You know, path of least resistance kind of thing. Like, okay. It's so easy to just walk outside and take a picture, especially in Toronto. Yes. Everything looks good. So you can just walk out and take a picture of something and it'll look good. If I could edit videos, podcasts, and photos all day, every day, I'd be happy forever. <laughs> so you're in the right field. So you're yeah. already kind of there. Well, th that's all I do anyway. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I get this question a lot and I feel like I kind of tripped, stumbled and fell into just doing what I do. Right. So I feel like you'd be a really good person for people to ask this question. Like I get the question a lot of like, how do I start up a YouTube channel? How do I get into podcasting? Like, how do I learn editing? How do I learn these things? Yeah. You know? There's so many ways to learn nowadays. How did you learn it? Okay. So I taught myself when I was like, between 10 and 13 to take pictures, take video and edit them. Okay. Um, because I was doing a lot of like little comedy skits when YouTube was first kind of starting up and just right. like having fun with it, making skate videos with my friends and my brother and stuff like that. Right. So I just opened iMovie and just taught myself. I was like, okay, this is supposed to be like a puzzle. I have the pieces. I just need to put them together. Right. But to start, you just need to either go to school for it, which can be difficult mm -hmm. because school can be expensive and this field is still regarded as just art. And right? it's new. Like, I feel like it's still so new. It is, which can be scary for your parents if you're trying to convince them that it's a viable option. Yeah. You know? I come from Barbados and growing up there, it was... You can be a doctor, lawyer, businessman, just like whatever is traditional. Right. I didn't even know you could make money doing that kind of stuff, like right. media. I thought, okay, you see people in Hollywood creating movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff, but none of that seemed really real. Right. You know, I didn't even know it was a, a viable option for me. So if you can convince your parents to send you to school, or if you can work your butt off yeah. and get there yourself. It's not for everyone. School can be very boring, but if you can get into the field, I did media production yeah. for university and it was basically just all media production. And so I knew fun. that's what I wanted to do. So it didn't really feel like school. You can also learn on YouTube. You know, I learn every day now on YouTube because I'm not going to school anymore. Mm -hmm. So I follow a bunch of creators, a lot of them in Toronto that teach you how to create better content. Right. So it's just, Having the curiosity to learn and always try to be better. If you really want to put in the work, look at where you are today compared to yesterday. And if you did better, then that's all you can do. Like you're on the incline. Yeah. So you feel like it's, do you feel like it's better to teach yourself than to go to school if you were to try and get in this world? Because I know like I didn't go to school for it. Yeah, probably. I mean, realistically, everyone, almost everyone that I've seen be super successful in this area has not gone to school for it. Right. Right. Do you think so? I can only like, cause then you have to almost guess like, so is, do you think that when you go to school for things like this, like learning how to be influential or use like almost like PR or right. socials or, or what did you say you, you were into media your, productions. media productions? Yeah. Like, 
do you think that because if you go to school for that, you're learning one person's way versus like the stuff that you've taught yourself is stuff that you wouldn't have been able to learn in school, right? So you find your own kind of like... Yeah, there's no path. there's no program, at least that I know of, that's called like YouTube 101. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was taught how to direct and edit live events, how to do like sitcom kind of recordings. Right. All that kind of stuff, like traditional media. And... I did it on my own to learn how to translate that into digital media because the school that I went to was still slightly behind in that. Right. Like they were open to the idea, which was nice. They allowed me to kind of take control of my own path and where I wanted to go and try to support that. But nobody teaches you how to really build a YouTube audience mm -hmm. in school. Right. You know? So, because I know you've told me a lot of tips, even just in terms of like the analytical side right. uh, of content, not even just YouTube. And so, do you learn those things through YouTube, or do you learn those through just like deep diving into some like interweb research? Uh, honestly, it's more intuitive. Okay. Because, you know, it's kind of like common for people to say like, you shouldn't look at people as numbers. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, and that's not how I see analytics. I see analytics as seeing the numbers as people, mm -hmm. right? So, if I see a graph, and I know that that is representing real people, then you can spend a lot of time focusing on that and learning how to either cater content or just simply understand how people are thinking and acting right. on the way that they're thinking. Right. So it's, it's much more intuitive than simply just numbers and research and right. boring stuff. You know, I, don't, I don't, really don't find it boring. Like, is it like the fact that it is information gathered based on the response of human beings like you're almost like intrigued by that to be like oh okay like most of the people enjoyed this video up until this point like yeah. why like is that like where it comes from like that intuitive yeah yeah i love knowing how people think right and a lot of people are not aware of how they think but if you study them if you just observe them right they're just animals it's yeah. so true <laughs> you're so, like when do the animals stop watching the youtube <laughs> yeah like if you look at uh, any david attenborough documentary or whatever all he's, all they're doing is observing the animals and then explaining to you how they live right right so it's the same thing with people it's just you have to look at numbers and stuff like that because people are not openly expressing how they're thinking right most of the time i guess that's like because I, I the analytical side starts to mess with the way that I create, so I stay out right. of it, right? right? So I feel like that's kind of where my cash 22 is. So when I go to look at these numbers, and like you said, a lot of people aren't aware of what they're thinking. So when you have brands that use those numbers, like I guess it's it can be used for good or bad because yeah. when people are looking at these graphs and these analytics, people can be like, oh, like no one's paying attention to what they're doing, but they're being completely absorbed in this content. Let's product place in this content. So right. that, that starts to mess with almost like, I guess my moral complex with that is like, if people don't know what they're thinking and they don't realize that they're in these habitual behaviors. That it kind of feels like manipulating. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But so it is... It's fun. It, 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 I feel like you... Yeah. But you are very creative with it. You're not trying right. to sell a product. You're just trying to make better content. Right. So that's not manipulated. Yeah. I, I still... It is. It is, right? If, if you're trying to create something for someone to respond to it, mm -hmm. right? And you're kind of trying to under get in their minds, understand how they think, and then create something that you are kind of making foolproof. Right. You know? I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's better than just creating something that people don't like. Yeah. 
right? I mean, that's true. I guess that's kind of like the premise behind the whole the whole storytelling thing is that you want to tell a good story. You want an yeah. emotional reaction. Yeah. There's also the side of it, though, that's like you should be creating for yourself as well, because if you're not, then it's just a job. Yeah. You know, and then it just becomes all about business, all about money and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't I don't think it has to be, but it most of the time does. Mm -hmm. And that's no fun. So do you find that hard then when you're editing other people's content? Like, I know you edit my content. Like, is that you can answer fully, yeah, by the way, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like not judging your response, mm -hmm. but like at what point then? So like, cause you're technically helping create for somebody else. Right. So do you find that that turns into the business side of things or do you still find that same like gratification from editing for other people? For example, the Coe's Daily Brews. Right. Like I'm enjoying that content as I'm editing it. Right. Right. So I don't allow myself to get wrapped up into the logistical side of it, really, or thinking of, uh, obviously I'm thinking about what message to, to kind of put together, right. right? but it's your message, like, and they're short, you know, it's, it's difficult yeah. to really manipulate what you're saying, even if I right. wanted to. So yeah, I'm just enjoying the content. But if I was editing like a corporate video, for example, then I would start thinking like, okay, well, the color of this needs to kind of match their theme and all this kind of stuff from a marketing perspective. Right. And it's just different. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Is it fun kind of stepping into those different roles? Being able to be like, okay, like I get to think corporate today or like I get to think as Kaylin today. I get to think as like, you know what I mean? Like, is it fun doing that or is it all just intuitive? It's not as fun trying to think corporate. Okay. Because it doesn't feel human. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm watching through your unedited content, I do that before I start editing it. Right. Right? Because then I can know your mindset of where you were when you were recording it. Right. And I can get a whole vibe for everything, even the parts that I'm cutting out. Because right. those parts are just as important as the parts that you keep in. Right. Right? I'm like going through all my content now in my head, being like, oh my God, you've seen so many moods. <laughs> like, <laughs> It affects how I feel about the content when I see you doing that stuff. Right. In a good way. Okay. Because I'm like, okay, this, I get a vibe for the content being, that's there. Right. You know? It's, that makes it's sense. Hard to explain, but I feel yeah. like because I am editing myself, I almost kind of I'm so used to that side of me that I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. like I chop it all out first, yeah. and then I get straight to the message. But that makes sense because you're almost taking the underlying mood. Yes. Yeah. And trying to translate that through. If it's a happy video and you're pissed off in the moment, like obviously I'm not gonna put <laughs> leave that, that in, in there, right? <laughs> you know, it's still it's still editing. Right. But at the end of the day, I still want to connect with the person that that I'm creating content with. You know? right. It doesn't necessarily feel like I'm creating it for you. It feels like I'm creating it with you. Well, I, and that's even on my end of things. Like I feel like there's not a lot of people I could trust with my content, especially my raw content yeah. where I am like <laughs> just sitting there like 
twiddling my thumbs, like yeah. not sure what I'm trying to say. So I feel like that makes sense. It is, it's collaborative, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Do you prefer collaborative work or do you prefer working on your own? I prefer collaborative work because you get to share an experience with someone. Right. You know, and if you're creating content by yourself, it's very easy to over criticize it and quit even, yeah. you know, all the time, especially if you're not, if you don't have a big audience, you don't feel the the need to post, you can end up just not posting anything because you're thinking too much about it. But if you're doing it with someone else, you have that support right. where you're both like, well, even if this fails, at least we get a story out of it. Right. You know? Or like when it, when it's done, it's like high five, like yeah. we did that. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, yeah, damn. It's a good answer. I feel like cause you, you create a lot of stuff on your own too. So I've, I've always yeah. kind of wondered what side of it you enjoy. That's the thing. Creating content by yourself is so much easier. Right. You always have your mind with you. So you can just always be creating. Right. I've been thinking about making a video. I've already started typing out a script for it where it's like I spend a week creating something different every single day. Like that would be in so different cool. genres. Self-portrait for photography, first day. The next day, like drawing that self-portrait. Next day, learning a complete song on an instrument. Doing like an audio book, but in short story form kind of thing. Okay. Like, I just want to see what it would be like to do that right. for a full week. So where, like, where did that idea come from? Like what's driving that wanting to just like try all these different creative fields? Thinking too much. Yeah? Yeah, I have way too much stuff building up in my head. At the end of a day, it feels like my brain has taken everything that's been stimulating my senses, building it up, mashing it all together. Right. And then once I just like sit down at the end of the day and let my mind relax, it just starts bleeding with content. Right. I'm like, I need to create something. Right. And it's almost weird. like trying to find a way to like just drive it into something or? It's just getting it out of my head. Like I enjoy the content that goes on in my head. I yeah. I don't know how crazy this sounds, but like. I will watch an intro to a really cool video that doesn't exist Right. in my head, just sitting down. I'll be like, ooh, that needs to be made. Or I'll hear a song that I've never heard before, that I don't know how to play the instruments to, right. and that I can't sing, but I'll be listening to this song. I'm like, where is this coming from? Right. Get out of my head and just That's get so somewhere cool, else. That's so cool, though. Like, <laughs> it is. So is that why you want to like push past... Just like, so basically you're saying like, it's like a cloud and you're wanting to like plant it into the ground. You're wanting to like make it an earthly thing, right? I want it to finally rain. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, get out, get yeah, out of my head. Seriously. Yeah. So, okay. Where does then the, I guess confidence isn't necessarily the word, but you're putting, like you're putting yourself out there and trying new things. And I feel like that takes some balls. Like, I feel like, right. where does that come from? Like to just be like, I'm going to pick up an instrument. I'm going to try and learn it today. Like a lot of people would give up really easily. What makes you keep pushing through? I need to think about that question. Okay. Yeah. Like in terms of, cause I mean, you're challenging yourself in a lot of ways Yeah. and you're saying like, I want to try and create something new every day. I want to try and translate with all of these things that are, these ideas that are coming out in your mind. Like there's a, a lot of people out there that'll have ideas, but then what is the difference between just having an idea and actually being like time to like put it into fruition? Like honestly, it could be boredom. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle boredom and I'm very good at finding ways to occupy myself or my brain. Right. Um, but as soon as I feel that boredom kicking in, I'm like, I'm creating something. Right. I need to get to work and do something because if I don't, I'm just can't get out of my head. Right. Know? So. So in terms of then creating content, what do you think about the content that's like out there in the world right now, today on social media, like 2019, yeah. what do you think about it? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, there's so much. 
And there's like anything in life, there's good and there's bad. Right. And I will consume it all. <laughs> Content fiend. Like, okay. Yeah, just give so it. So you like the bad and the good. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, you Is there can't a reason? have the bad without the good. That's true. Right? That's true. If there was only good content, we would never know that it's good. That's true. Right? Because we don't have something to balance it out. Right. So I appreciate the bad for what it is. You know? And I, it's like a learning aspect, too, because I know that like even each individual, probably you probably have content that you feel you've created that's amazing and content that you feel you've created that's like, yeah, but it's like you learn from it and that's the contrast, right? Yeah. I think after I finish creating something, there's a small period, kind of like the honeymoon period. Yeah. I'm like, I feel really good about this. And then as soon as I create something better, I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to yeah. where you're like, that was the best idea. And then you create something else and you're mm -hmm. like, that was nothing. Like yeah. that was just whatever. It's a really good feeling because you know that you've just created something better. But at the same time, there's a part of you that suddenly regrets something that you loved before. Right. And it's like, okay, this is progress. But at the same time, it's terrifying. <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes sense. First explain yeah. how many years, like how long have you been in this content world? Which content world? Just all of it. Like how long have you been, since iMovie, like yeah. how long have you been dipped into like the online content world? Uh, over 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. So you've got like a good, you've got a good history with it. Yeah. So where do you think the future of it is going? Audio. Really? Yeah. Audio stuff like Google Home, Alexa, or, or Echo, I think it's called, uh, the Home Hub, all those kinds of things. Those are taking over. Really? Like you have a Google Home, yes. right? If you didn't have that, how how many times would you... Okay, say it was randomly taken away and you didn't know. How many times would you be like, hey, insert I, keyword? Literally, <laughs> I almost made a caption for Instagram the other day. Yeah. I think I did it. It was like, <laughs> hey, Google, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, that is such a 2019 thing to yes. do. Like, Yeah, they are taking over. Also, our generation, once we get old, our eyes are going to be destroyed from yeah. all these screens. I feel that. Right? So... We're going to be taking full advantage of everything audio because our eyes are going to be so bad. Yeah. Like, Do you find that it's already happening to you? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Same. Like in the last, I want to say like year even I've noticed that if I'm not wearing my glasses, especially at night on my computer, I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, everything looks so blurry. We're also getting older, which yeah. could be part of it. But True. This can't be helping. No. You know and and I mean? like, we're not getting that much older. Like exactly. I feel like yeah. we're getting older, but like we're, we're still young yes. <laughs> Like yeah. to be like, what does that say? Like, I would love 2020 vision. Yeah. That would be real nice. But So you think it's going audio. So do you feel like podcasts or do you feel like videos will still... Do you think the video will generate still? Or? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything else will go away necessarily. But audio is definitely going to be a, a bigger form. I was talking to my mom the other day and she was telling me about these radio shows that my granny used to listen to from like the 40s and 50s where... They were like an episode of a TV show. Yeah. Right? But completely audio. Yeah. And it was completely narrative. Like they had the characters and everything, but it was all audio. They might build a little bit of a world with sound that you could hear and kind of put yourself in. Yeah. And my granny would sit on the couch, like after dinner or whatever, and just listen to it. That's so cool. Right? Do nothing but just listen to the story and get completely developed in it. Like an audio book. Right. Yes. Right. I think those are going to be a lot more popular, but they're not going to be marketed as audiobooks. They're no. going to be marketed how series are marketed on Netflix. Right. But it's just audio instead of video. 
Interesting. I feel like that's really good to know for people too that are like maybe more afraid to create more visual content, like dip into audio, get into the audio world. 100% get into audio. I find that like, obviously, I mean, today we're filming this, but I find that when I'm doing my podcast, it's so nice because I can like wake up, roll out my pajamas, make my coffee, and then just like sit down and record my podcast. I don't have to yep. get ready. No one has to see me. There's people too that have dipped in from my podcast into my YouTube world and I've been like, oh, this is what you look like. And I'm like, that's a weird concept that someone can hear your voice yeah. and not see or not know what you look like. Yeah, there's definitely people that listen to a lot of podcasts that never go on YouTube. Yeah. You know, and that's such a strange concept for me. But every big YouTuber that I've seen now is making a podcast. It's That is very true. Do you prefer video content or audio content? Um, like personally for yourself with, with your like own consuming? use. Yeah. Video. Video? Video. You're yeah. like, my eyes ain't gone yet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. As long as I can see, I will be using them as much as possible. Also, I like video editing, so I yeah. get to watch it. Even if it's the most basic of editing, I still enjoy to see it. Right. You know? Um, I love color, so I'm always looking at the color of things. And it's just more engaging. Right. You know? Uh, listening to a podcast, even if there's video attached to it, like there is here, I would rather do that or consume that than just listen. Than just listening audio. to it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if you prefer video, yeah. do you mostly watch your video on YouTube? Do you watch it on Instagram? Like, what do you think about the platforms in terms of availability? Okay, mostly YouTube. Okay. I will spend an ungodly amount of time on YouTube just watching everything. Sometimes I'll watch. Okay, I'll tell this to you, but we can cut this out. Okay. <laughs> I was watching, uh, you know. Oh God, yes. I was watching one of her videos yesterday and I got like 15 minutes in and I actually asked myself, why are you watching this? <laughs> I, I have like, that moment all the time. Yeah, like I was not enjoying it. I was just consuming it. And I was like, you have a world of content that you could be consuming that you know you enjoy but yet you're watching this. <laughs> I feel like honestly, even if you cut the name part out of that and mm. you left that last thing you just said in, because I think that that's huge, like kind of tapping into what we were saying about people not realizing what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. We almost have gotten so oversaturated with content that we don't even realize what we're tuning into anymore. Yeah. And like you can tune into like crap on the internet and then be filling your brain. Like you only have so many hours in a day and so much energy and brain capacity. And we're like, yeah, let's choose this. Like, yep. I want to watch this right now and get just so wrapped up in like this irrelevant, it isn't going to matter in two weeks, like drama or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The drama is an interesting one because it's its own form. It's its own genre of entertainment. It really is. Right? But the problem is, is that it's made out to be real and that confuses people. Right. You know, like if you're watching most drama that you see, on YouTube, for anybody that really enjoys YouTube drama and thinks it's real, <laughs> it's most likely not. Yeah. Most of it is done to gain something. You think? Either subscribers or money or something like that, 100%. It might just be my faith in humanity to think people are not that petty. Right. For some of the stuff that you see, I could yeah. be wrong, right? I haven't met most of these people, mm -hmm. but I look at it, I look at the end result and how people who get in fights like a week later they're creating content together again and they're happy and everything, but they've both benefited from it. Right. right? It just, it's entertainment. It's true. So, okay, back, then leading back into, yeah. this is super interesting to me because I know that where my brain just went with that, but then trying to take into, into account what you said earlier, but there isn't really any good or bad. Like, do you think there's anything wrong with that? Those people that are creating this drama and using almost like a negative 
emotional response to get attention and then using that attention do you think that falls into the good or bad category or is that just entertainment for me it's entertainment right right uh because i'm not going to take like the the emotional response that i will get from that drama and how i'll see that person as a character right playing in that entertainment drama yeah i'm not going to take that and apply it to my real life and right. let it affect my real relationships. Right. I look at it at surface level and I say, okay, this is entertaining to me, but I'm not going to start thinking like how this person is trying to make me think. Right. Content and start it affecting everyday things because, like, you know, the whole cancel culture and everything yes. that's going on, like, I think a lot of it is entertainment, but when that starts getting applied to people who are not trying to be part of that, then that's where it can cause a problem. Right, like impressionable minds and yeah. people that are just like absorbing and then just believing everything they're absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that's anybody's responsibility except for that person to be aware of what is being done to them. Right. Right. Again, is it bad? I don't know. They're just doing what they want to do. And mm -hmm. if that affects you, then it's kind of your responsibility to deal with it. Right. So... Yeah, it's just a it's a moral compass kind of thing. So then do you think that there should be like age restrictions or some sort of like thing that can get that like at least makes sure because I know that we all have to like when you sign up for a YouTube account, you have to be like, yes, I'm okay with yeah, whatever terms and conditions like yeah. what? But I'm assuming they put in those terms and conditions like this is up to you to be watching this content. But do you feel like then because you are very obviously conscious, you're very aware so that when you're watching something, you you will only allow a little bit the entertainment to come right. through and nothing else. Right. But what about like kids? What about people that aren't like aren't as consciously aware of those things? So they are taking this and just like basing everything they know off of it, like becomes their world. Again, I don't know if it's wrong. Or okay. Not, right. But I think if you want to solve the problem that it causes, you should create a critical thinking test for when you sign up for something like YouTube or any kind of content platform. Right. If you can pass the critical thinking test, you should be allowed to, to use it. To like watch whatever you want. Yeah. See, that's smart. Whatever you want. And create whatever. Because it's not even age, right? Yeah. Like there's people that are like young. And create whatever you want yeah. too, yeah. I, I might take that bad though because I think anybody should be allowed to create whatever they want. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I agree. No restrictions agree on creating. Do you think the future then of social media could be, like I know Instagram just recently is trying to take away likes and just seeing like, do you find that that's highlighting more content? Do you think that that's kind of the future of where content's going? I have a pet peeve with that concept. Okay. Because Instagram has not taken away likes. Right. Right? They've hidden us from seeing each other's likes and that's a whole different thing. Right. right? It's not affecting the business of it, but I think that when you're scrolling through your regular feed, you're not looking at someone's individual page where you can see their followers. I think it can give underrated creators a better chance. Right. Because even for myself, I realized once they took it away, they started hiding it, hiding the likes, that I would like more content that I actually liked rather than seeing a huge like number attached to it and thinking that must be good. Yeah. You know? So it almost takes the bias out of it. Yeah. Yeah. The popularity bias. Yeah. You know? Because if you see, for me, if I saw a picture that I thought was good, my eyes would instantly gravitate to the like number. 
Right. And I don't know why that is. I feel like that, I'm the same way though. It's like, just validation to be like... It's. I feel like it's almost like part of being part of the, the pack, right? Like you're yeah. like, no one ever wants to be isolated away from the pack. Like that's how we instinctually survive. Okay, wait. Do you ever open Instagram and the first post there was posted like a minute ago? There's no likes on it. Do you ever avoid liking it so that you're not the only person that's liked it? I think it depends on whose content it is. Like yes. I feel like yeah, if it's yeah. like yeah, sure. if it's someone I don't know that well, I'm like, oh, and I'll just like scroll. Like yeah. and you almost don't even think about it, but you're right. It is so subconscious that you're just kind of mm -hmm. like no one else has jumped on that yet. Exactly. And that's like so do you think that that's a good thing then that they've taken the likes away? Do you think that YouTube and other platforms might start following this, like following suit? Um yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Cuz I feel like even the thumbs up, thumbs down on YouTube. Like if I go on a video and a bunch of people have thumbs down it. I kind of go to watch that video. Like there's music videos I've watched before I even look because yeah. I'm just like, I want to know how I think oh, yeah. before I even see what the whole world thinks. That's hilarious. I, every time I watch something like a new trailer or a new music video or something like that, I will full screen it so that I don't see any of the interaction about it. Yeah. Gather my opinion of it. And then I'll stop and decide, okay, now internet, tell me what I think about it. Yeah. Right? Because I already have my decision, but I know for a fact, as soon as I see someone like just crapping on the whole thing, I'm going to change my opinion on it. Right. You know? Well, and it's because other people see things that we sometimes necessarily don't see. So it's like, you might've noticed how nice the trailer, like cinematography was, but someone else might right. be like, this storyline is crap. And you're like, wait, the storyline kind of was crap. Like, mm -hmm. so we are very like manipulated by other people's opinions yeah so in a way i guess i don't even know if that's a question but like i guess when they're taking away our ability to see what other people's opinions are whether people like things or don't do you think that's putting a lot more power back into the people or is that just do you think it's just like a marketing scheme i don't know i really don't know i see the benefit in it for us right you know for feeling better about about being able to post something right and not having that judgment but i think people should also be allowed to freely express how they feel about something true and if again it's i think it's our responsibility not to be manipulated by that kind of thing right, right? if we can critically think then we can walk away from the whole experience like okay i accept that when i read a bunch of comments i'll change my opinion on it but i'll only change it right after reading it right right so i'll read one comment that says i didn't like it for this reason i'll be like oh yeah that's a good point this sucks <laughs> yeah and then the next comment will be like no this actually had all these great benefits and i'm like you know what that person has a point right and i'll just flip flop until i'm done and then it's closed and then i'll take it all in and decide what i what i want to think about it from there but you're fine like or just let it go yeah you know it doesn't matter if you like something or you don't like something once you consume it that's done so i guess and like this is a question that i even want to hear your opinion on okay. because i know that like being in the creative world too, I'm a sensitive person. So I find that right. like, like you're really good at like looking at the numbers, whereas I'd look at numbers and I'd be like, oh, people, people dropped off at that point. Like, right. what did I say wrong? Like, yeah. what would be, I guess, your advice to anyone that is trying to get into creating or storytelling or just putting your stuff out there and like yeah. being able to tell your story, not getting so caught up in the likes and the comments and whether people like it or don't. Get someone else to do all that stuff for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're like, hire me. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously though. Like I was thinking about that, that like, even with the editing and analytics and that kind of stuff, like 
to be able to not have to stress about it, mm -hmm. that just leaves you creating. It's so and true. If that's what you want to do, then fine. If you're just trying to do it for the business part of it, like you need to focus on what people are saying yeah. because that's who you're creating it for. But if you're just creating to create and express yourself, then the easiest way to get over that, all the negative stuff that comes in, is to avoid it. Right. Right? I think there's definitely methods that you can become aware of it and process it in new ways, in ways that don't affect you, or ways that even benefit you, right? But that's a lot harder. Right. So if you just want to get it done, avoid it. Just don't even pay attention. Just like put your blinders on and keep just posting your stuff. Yeah. And that's practical advice, right? Yeah. If a friend was to ask me that in the context of like, if you were really struggling with it, right? And you didn't want to know practical advice. You just really want to know how to process it. We could have a whole other conversation about how to, how to deal with that. Right. Like stuff. But at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, if, if you don't need to know it, don't know it. Yeah. And if you do need to know it, get someone else to know it for you. Exactly. I feel like that's yeah. good advice because it's true. Like, I feel like it can get, we can get too wrapped up in, like you were saying, like it frustrates you to edit your photos because you're just like, oh, but when you're editing someone else's work, it takes that pressure off. Right. So I guess like yeah. if I'm putting, like, if I'm like, okay, I don't want to know the numbers, but if you know the numbers and you reiterate it back to me just in a nice tone, it's like, yeah. I almost then I'm not putting the pressure on it. Yeah. Because I'm seeing it from a perspective not that anything was wrong, mm. right? Just that it can be either be seen or be done differently. And I'll share that perspective, you know? Rather than just me printing out a list of negative comments and being like, let's see what people think about you today. Yeah. Like, that's not practical at all. <laughs> well, you brought up something one time too that I, that's been, that's stuck in my head. And it's funny because, I mean, I did my interview with Larissa yesterday and it mm -hmm. popped up into our conversation too, but it was basically along the lines of like, when people are saying something to you, yeah. is it actually like valuable? Is what they're saying something that is like constructive criticism by somebody that wants to see you succeed? Or is this just someone stating an opinion that literally does nothing in terms of adding value to the situation? Yeah, I want to meet those people in real life because they don't seem to exist. Right. Maybe I'm just very good at keeping those people away from me. like repelling magnet kind of thing yeah but i don't understand how people can think that they're contributing something right like if you go to the effort of typing out a negative comment mm -hmm. right why yeah i just don't understand it and i really want to right if anybody knows why please explain it to me because it just doesn't make any sense like it can't be helping them no right it's definitely not helping you and it's not helping anybody else either. Right. Because it's just between you two. Do you think that then, kind of tied back into the people that like will use drama as a negative response to like jump numbers and everybody benefits and gains, do you think that maybe it comes from people signing in, tuning in, and then trying to undermine other people by being like, I know better than you. Like to try and build themselves out by trying to put others down. Yeah, people definitely do that. Again, I don't know why. You're like, I want to meet these people and ask. Yeah. And it's not, like, I don't want to hang out with them. No. I just want to understand them. Right. So if I need to hang out with them to understand them, fine, I'll, I'll do that shit. <laughs> um, it's funny too, because I feel like a lot of the times, if we were to ever meet the people that were to like write the meanest things on YouTube, they're probably completely oh, different in real life. They would be angels to you. Yeah. Right? They would be like, oh, I love your content so much. I've been watching for all this time. 
You know, like even if they had constructive criticism, they probably wouldn't say it. Right. Right. Unless you ask them directly, and even then they would fluff it up. Yeah. Like it's just so much easier online to crap on other people. Yeah. Like, even if like you're just in a bad mood, you're just like you suck. <laughs> like. Do you think people are doing that though? Like if they're just in a bad mood. I think that. I might just be naive to the whole. Thing. I feel like because you're a good person, you okay. you're like you don't understand someone doing that. It's almost just like if you're driving down a highway, and someone cuts you off. If you're having a good day, you're like ah, oh, you probably have a place to be. If you're having a bad day, you're flipping them off, right? right? Yeah, so true. when someone signs online and they see something that they don't like, if they're having a good day, they're just like oh, this isn't worth my time. If they're having a bad day, I don't like this. Right. So I feel like that is kind of the filter. I feel like it's more so people just trying to find a way to take what they're feeling and just put it somewhere else. That makes complete sense, actually. So well, thank you. And now I don't need to spend <laughs> you're like, any I don't time need to hang out with those people. <laughs> they're just reacting. Yeah, it, I feel like it's very reactive. And yeah. that's that's what's so funny is like, even just asking you, I'm like, you want to go through my analytics? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like when people are reacting, I'm too sensitive to it. But if people are responding, that's yeah. the difference between constructive criticism and just criticism. Yeah, well, the good thing about the analytics is that there is no words attached to it. Mm. You know, because words are where it gets complicated. Mm. You know, people can say one thing and be doing another. Like someone could watch your entire video, right? And then write a negative comment about it. That doesn't change the fact that they consumed all of your content. Right. And if you're trying to understand who's consuming your content, maybe, like that's why people love their haters, right? They consume right. so much of their content. It's true. That's so funny. Um, oh my God, that's actually <laughs> hilarious because I recently was talking about this. I. I found this, I won't dive into it because I feel like okay. it's just like once you highlight it, people go looking for it. But, sure. Um, you can cut out where I found this, but I found okay. this. So when I read it, I was like, this is one girl that's been posting <laughs> since 2017. I'm like, girl, it's 2019. Like you've been yeah. on my shit for two years posting every day. Like Dude, you've paid fan. me so much. That's like, a super fan. Yeah. Like, it's a super negative fan, but it's yeah. still a, it's someone that's Again, consuming. Again, good and bad, you know? Yeah. Just, I feel like that's a, that's. I need that mindset to look at look at life and and look at this job because it's just the sensitivity side. Have you ever read? Um, again, you can cut all this out, but just the the untethered soul. No. I feel like but I feel like I've done the blinkest version. I feel like what you're saying a lot about the whole like there is no bad or good and just like the whole like you can't be sensitive type of thing. Like that's a big theme in this book, so I feel like you would like it. Okay. So, uh, you and I recently had a conversation about being like putting yourself into uncomfortable situations on yes. purse, on purse, on purpose. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's also a big thing with creating and sharing the content we create. So like yeah. basically how has pushing outside of your comfort zone, like how has that created opportunities for you? Or like how, how basically do you do that yeah. both online and in your everyday life? My concept is if I put myself in an uncomfortable position, that's on me and I'm completely responsible for getting myself into this situation. So when I get home and I'm sitting down overthinking everything I did, every conversation that I had, and that is creating anxiety, stopping me from doing it again. Yeah. Right? I can look at it and say, well, you put yourself in this situation because you wanted to see what would happen. Then I can start focusing on what happened, right? Rather than how I feel about what happened. Right. You know? So it's almost like just put yourself out there and it's in a way it's funny I feel like you're kind of explaining analytics in like a more personal so? way It's like you're just taking the information and you're looking at it objectively. You're just like, okay I put myself right. in this uncomfortable situation. Yeah, screw how I felt 
what did I gain from it? Or like what happened? And then yeah. just looking at what happened and being like, okay, this is what it was. Yeah. And when I do feel anxiety in those situations, at this point, because I've been doing it for a little while now, it turns into laughter. Right. It's really funny because if I'm just looking at myself and saying, look at like the environment that you're in and how you're responding to it, this is so strange. Right. Like we are aliens. We we're really are. Humans. Like we're we're reacting to just stimulus going around and all this kind of stuff. We're we don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone here is just kind of doing the best they can. Right. You know. So if I can look at myself and just be like, this is so ridiculous. This whole thing, like everybody's just having fun basically, and or trying to. Right. Nobody's trying to have a bad time. Right. So it's stepping out of yourself and looking at the situation and seeing like, oh, that's you. Like, look at you in that situation. Right. And you get to know yourself a bit better. You get to understand how you react to things. Right. But you don't let it get to you as much. Okay. So would you say then doing that and like almost putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations being like, hey, everyone's just trying to have a good time. Why not let myself try? And even if it's like new to me, just do the same thing. Would you say that that's your biggest piece of advice when it comes to trying to create content? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know when you create something and you go to post it? Yeah. But then the train of just thought comes in with judgment and everything that goes with that. <laughs> yes. And you get scared and then you don't post it. If you acknowledge the reasons that, say, posting something online is making you uncomfortable, then you start looking at that train of negative thoughts and all that kind of stuff and judgment and fear of judgment, all that kind of stuff coming in as things that are affecting you rather than actually being in that feeling of letting them affect you. Right. Does that make sense? Right. You know, it's kind of like making a list versus experiencing that. Right. And once you have that list of things that are making you uncomfortable, you say, okay, I'm just going to do it anyway. And now I'm just looking at those things as things rather than letting them really affect me. Yeah. And letting them be experiences. You're almost just like, that's just part of it. Like that, yeah. that'll happen. I've noted it. So once I feel it, I'll just let it kind of pass. Yep. And also it's not, you're not going to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can come up with all different ways of dealing with it. But the fact of the matter is it's always going to be there unless, you know, the world changes, society changes. Right. Those, that negativity and that judgment is always going to be there. So if you decide that you want to create content and post it and share it, you need to be very aware that that's coming. Yeah. Right? And if you want anything, you need to be very aware of, or not just aware, but you need to accept whatever comes with it. Whether that means that you're going to lose things or sacrifice things or even people to get where you want to get or get what you want to get. Mm-hmm or even things that you don't know could come, right? Like say you were making content and you didn't know people could be mean right. on the internet for some reason, yeah. right? You need to, before you decide you want to do something, accept that even the unknown could come. And that's scary, but that's what you need to do if you're really gonna get through it. Right. And once you accept that whatever comes with this thing that I want is coming and I'm just gonna have to deal with it, you're just gonna do it. Yeah. Because whatever you do, stuff will come. Exactly. That's so true. And it's just like, enjoy the, enjoy the whole process, enjoy the whole journey, yeah. whatever comes, let it come. If you don't enjoy the journey, you're not living life. Right. You're just not. Like you're living 
the future. Or like the anxiety of the future. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's woke. <laughs> okay, well, thank you a ton for coming on my podcast and chatting about all of your experiences. I know that this is new for you to be on this side of the camera now, yes. and now you're going to get to go back and edit the other side of it again. So well, thank you for having me. I had a good time. A little nervous, but I you feel crushed like it. Outcome, so <laughs> that's all good. Well, thank you. And for anyone that is listening, I'm going to go ahead and leave all your credentials. Pop them in the description box if you're watching the video, or I'm going to just do a recording afterwards where cool. I'm just going to say everybody's stuff yeah. for the podcast. But anyway, so thank Sounds you good. for coming. Sweet. Thanks for being on it. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>